This is a Skinny Are we live? Oh, hello! Welcome everybody to the Skinny Gingana a podcast. I'm feeling really good today. I hope you're feeling good and I hope you're alright too. Because I'm feeling good. Ooh, 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 I hope you're feeling alright Cause I'm feeling okay I don't know how long the song will go on But it will be okay Cause I'm feeling alright Hello everyone, welcome to the show uh, I'm feeling awesome this week And I don't uh, I don't know if you've noticed If you listen back to mon- um, January Podcast in January To seven weeks on Big change. Just a, you've just feel it. Now, there's a few reasons for that, right? Um, one of them is, over here in the UK, the big boss himself, Boris, on the 22nd, is telling our country whether we're allowed to be out and about or whether we're going to be locked down for longer. I think that's the premise of it. So do be prepared that next week, the podcast will be, um, hey, hey guys, um, it's been pretty hard over. I don't know what to tell you. It's been pretty hard. But for now, enjoy happily, excitedly, optimistically, <clears throat> thankfully, thankful for Meet the Farmers podcast, everyone, who over the past three weeks have supported the show. Big up, Meet the Farmers. Big up, Ben Eagle. If you've not listened to my interview with him, then go and listen to that. Or if you want to get a real nice taste at this week, how to start a food and drinks brand, uh, Ben discusses food and drinks branding with managing director of brand relation, Richard Horwell. I really enjoyed this chat. Really enjoyed it. The best thing about Meet the Farmers podcast is you get a real amazing look that you don't usually get behind farming. I've learned so much from it just from his chats. So if you want to find out where your food comes from, what really goes on in a really nice, relaxed way, I like to think of Ben as the farming version of me, just with a worse singing voice. I've never heard him sing. He could be amazing. Then Meet the Farmers podcast is the one you want to hit up. Big up, Ben. Big up, Meet the Farmers. Um, Go give it a listen. There is a link in the description, everyone. Go check it out. Meet the Farmers, everyone. Um, Right. Shall we? Shall we? Shall we? Shall we? Oh, he's in a good mood. Get on with the show. I think we should. Oh, ho. Ho. Facilia. Facilia. Or Pacilio. You just read it off the. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm on. Oh, I can't hear you, on. <laughs> I've done something wrong with the thing. Anyway, elephant poo is what I got. Good evening, Lee. How are you? Great, mate. Your, your, your signal is always terrible, but I'm good, my friend. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. You got an allotment? When I go, don't put artificial crust on top of me, all right? Are you going to get composted, Lee? Yeah, the, well, I've... <laughs> Part of my good mood does have something to do with the way it started. 
this week, guys, because I don't know if I mentioned it in last week's podcast, but you may have heard, for, if you've been a, a support of the podcast for a while, a big respect to you. Thanks for, for sticking with us. Um, I'm loving. I am, and I, I would say this because I am the one that produces these podcasters, podcasters, podcasts, but I am loving everyone, loving how these podcasts are coming out this year. I know we don't get as many podcasts, but I just love the mix of interview and phone chat and just general skinny, I call it the skinny jean gardeness, claiming it. We just have fun on here, right? This week, we have fun, but also we uh, chat to Lewis Normand, or iPlantsman. You'll know him on the socials. Again, link in the description. We chat quite seriously about uh, a minister of horticulture, but also a lot about the garden industry here in the UK and uh, what goes on. Like, who controls stuff? Like, how does it all work? For me, who, and I do say I'm just a gardener, but as we all know, um, I'm very shy about saying the truth, but I'll say it now. It sounds a bit big-headed, I know, but that's why I don't like saying it, but gardening legend. We talk about why the industry is at the point it is, why that we perhaps are not taken as serious as we should be, and um, and a lot, lot more. So that is uh, a really great chat. I could have, to be honest with you, I could have chatted to Lewis for so much longer. We could have had him on for a three-hour podcast. In fact, when I was chatting to him, this is what I thought. Like, there's a, there's a, a, a future plan for this podcast in the future. I'm not sure how, how it's going to, when it's going to happen. Especially, I think it's going to be probably when one, when we get the new studio, two, when we're allowed to see people. But three hour podcasts. It's, it's an idea I've got at the moment. But you know, I like to change. If you've been around f- since the beginning, four years we've done this podcast, I like to change it up every year. Keep it fresh. I'm enjoying this though. I think I, I hopefully you enjoy this too. But chatting to Lewis just made me think we could have sat and chatted for a while, like a long time. So, um, but anyway, so it, it just shows you this is a good chat today, guys. Get brace yourself for that. We also, right? We also finally find out what Danny Clark did with that artificial grass, and find out why garden centres through D why garden centres are so incredible. So incredible. We also touch on rat poison, but don't let the embeddos put you off, everyone. <laughs> uh, we have got a great show, a great best of this week, uh, and I'm not going to chat too much. Uh, well, you know I will, but the reason... Um, where, how did I get onto that? How did I get onto that point? I've lost my point. The reason I feel so good this week, right? The school plan. You talk, You heard me talk about it last year. It's happening. We got filming for the first time this week. I haven't been out filming since last year when we did the school tour. That was possibly the last year. That's that's probably the last time that I went out and about. And then we went into lockdown and there was no shows, no filming, nothing. All the filming I've done since then has been in my garden and in this shed. I felt so tired. So tired from it but so pumped as well 
from something that we talked about on this podcast, I mean, the inspiration was from that school tour. Don't get me wrong. It's been bubbling away. But then we got into this podcast in September and it was something, I'll be completely honest with you. It was something that I was building up to. And because of you, listener, dear listener and viewer, because of you and some of the people that come on the show, um, it's been pushed so quickly. And I have to thank, I, I really, I, this is a bit, oh, I feel deep. Really, I have to thank you because um, I have found something that I am so passionate about. I love this podcast. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going anywhere. I'm still going to carry on doing the podcast. But you know that I love kids gardening, trying to get kids into garden, trying to get schools in garden. And this is a project I feel so excited about in the mornings, getting up. So excited. Um, 2025 is the year that we want to have a school plan in every single garden. Every school, a school plan. Uh, it's a mission to make it happen. I think it's about 40,000 schools, primary schools in, in the UK around that. 2025, peeps. 2025. I'm not going to rabbit on about it too much because we're going to do a whole week of that in a couple of weeks' time in March uh, when we launch pre-orders for September. So uh, we'll talk about it a lot more then. But it's put me in such a good mood. Such a great mood. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's our stuff, but that has been, yes. Um, I'll keep you more updated. But like I say, in March, we'll do a whole show on that, a whole best of uh, week all around that. Um, but now, 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 I'm going to get into today's best of show. Um, sit back. Grab a cuppa and enjoy as we talk garden industry, artificial grass, and some other bits and pops too. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. It's all gold though. Yeah. On the Skinny Jean Garden Show. Uh, it's Lewis Norman. Hello, mate. Hello. How are you doing? Oh, hang on. I can't hear you. Why can't I hear you? Oh. Hello, mate. <laughs> Can you hear me now? It was my fault, dude. It was my fault. <laughs> we played some music before we started. How are you doing? You all right? Oh, I'm good, man. I'm feeling um, I'm feeling good this week. Very good. good. Great. I'll tell you what I was thinking about just before I came on. I was thinking, last time I saw you was at the Garden Press event almost exactly a year ago where you were, you were just, you're just on your book and you were i think you were talking i was leaving and you were chatting with my mate lee burkill the garden ninja at yes. that point just as i was off and we said hello briefly i think that was the last time i saw you and probably anyone else that i know that was about the last time we saw one another uh so it feels about a lifetime ago rather than just a year i know right i've got a feeling i don't know if this is definite but I've got a feeling that I said to you, I'll catch up with you at a, like a show or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we, we definitely did. We definitely did say that, yeah. So, yeah, well, this is it, isn't it, really? We're Pretty catching good. up. It's the best we're going to get, dude. Thanks so much yeah. for coming on, man. That was a pleasure. Um, Thanks for having I know, me. I know you've been a busy guy. You've been doing your own own live stuff for today. Have you been doing live stuff? Yeah, yeah. I had something on at 10 this morning where we were talking to a number of uh, nursery owners, UK wholesale nursery owners, just talking about the effects of Brexit, COVID. 
where horticulture is at in the UK. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's good. It's, it's interesting. And this is Pro Landscaper TV, which I'm doing a monthly show on. So, yeah, top and tail of the day. I'm on I'm on live stream. It's a new world, mate. It's the new Who'd world. Have Who'd have thought it? <laughs> Dude, um, before we could really get into it tonight, because yeah. you know, we know each other, but people on the old podcast um, may want to get you know, get, blah, blah, get to know you more. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure, happily. So I'm I plantsman on social media, and that's you know what most people know me as. My professional life really is spent in two different ways. One, I um, sell plants to mostly to garden designers for show, show gardens. So um, as you said earlier on, the shows that I might not have been to last year, um, those would be normally where we'd, be, we'd meet up. Um, and um, most of my sort of main public work is at uh, show gardens. Uh, so last year was a bit of a weird one, as it was for everyone about everything. Um, but we'll see what happens this year. It promises to be interesting, if nothing else. Um, I have a degree in garden design, and I've worked as a garden designer in the past. Uh, and most of the other stuff that I do is writing. Um, so writing uh, Pro Landscaper magazine, and that's where I'm doing the TV, Pro Landscaper TV. Uh, and uh, also in Garden News magazine, uh, freelancing there as well um i mean I'm, I'm all about plants and gardens really if anyone knows me they know that's what i'm kind of really focused on um and um yeah i mean that's 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 what interests me so i get involved in all manner of different bits and bobs i get bored very easily and that's uh that's <laughs> the kind of broad brush strokes to it there so lots of different things because i'm easily bored um but yeah writing a uh, little bit on the on media and um, plant sales are my big thing. What got you into this to begin with? Like, how did it all start for you? You know what? It's it's. I've been asked this quite a lot recently, and I I'm not really sure if I'm honest because it's one of those weird things. I was meant to be. I was planning on being a laser engineer. That's what I was. That was what I was going to study: laser engineering and optoelectronics. And I, all, all my studies at school had been kind of around physics and things like that. And at the same time, I was working in garden centers and I was gardening for people. And so it kind of, um, I, I had this little revelation where I couldn't see myself in a white lab coat for the rest of my life. It just didn't seem right, you know. And, and now, the more I look at it now, the more ridiculous I think it is. Um, so in the end, I... Um, I kind of had a little look around just to see what, you know, what were the options? Um, what could I do? And it tied up what I was interested in, uh, in gardens and in plants, albeit I didn't really know a great deal in it. And I was interested in design. And so I came down to University of Greenwich from Scotland and did a degree in garden design and set up my own business, worked for some great nurseries, um, you know, got to travel into the Middle East and do stuff in Dubai all sorts of interesting projects. Um, but yeah, that's what kind of got me into it. And then working in the nurseries really is what built my plant knowledge. And, um, you know, most people know me as the plantsman over anything, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how did you go, so how did the whole, like, starting to sell plants go from garden design? Was that something that just comes hand in hand? I don't know. 
Uh, I think originally the idea was that I could get myself some cheap plants for the project by working at the nurseries. So that it was a, it was a, like a two for one idea. You know, I got paid to work at a nursery and I got a good discount when I was doing design work. Um, I, it was a bit of advice, actually, I think probably really inspired it. My head lecturer, Kamal Mehdi at, at um, University of Greenwich, he said, you know, know your plants, because at the end of the day, if you don't know your plants as a garden designer, you're a mug, you know. And so yeah. so the best way of learning your plants was to go and work at a good nursery that had a lot of plants and you're handling them every day. And that was what really got me into it. So I kind of focused my attention on that. And then over time, I moved in from being... Um, from working in retail nurseries to going into wholesale nurseries. And I started teaching uh, at University of Greenwich and Hadlow College. And at, when that changed to a point where I wasn't really loving it anymore, I went back into the wholesale nursery market and I've kind of been in there since. But that's opened doors to the writing and things like that for me. How many years have you been doing this for? Oh, well, don't ask that. That's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> I feel I, like I, I'm like... The I'm same 42. age, right? I'm 42. Oh, I thought you were the same age. How old are you? I'm like 33 in a cu- about a month. All right, I'll take that. That's fine. <laughs> I'll take that. I'm 42. I've been doing this uh, since 1998. Um, I started studying in 97. I qualified in 2001 for my degree, and I'd been working in the industry since about 98. But, yeah, so old. I- Advertly here saying hello, how you doing? Hope you're enjoying the show. Now, you know when you're walking down the street and you say, Cool, mate, you're looking pretty cool. You must be wearing a t-shirt. Yeah, probably one of these. And you go, Good t-shirt, mate. Good t-shirt. Well tonight I'm asking you to support the show by going. Good show, mate. Good well if you listen to the podcast, obviously you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm doing a thumbs up. Good show, mate. Good show. And you can do it too right here by giving the video a good old thumbs up, a good old share to your mum, to your nan, whoever is your friends on Facebook or in YouTube or whatever, and go and subscribe. That's that's what you can do. If you're listening on the podcast, you can share the audio. But just share the show. It supports Lee more than anything. Thumbs up. After all she's been through, Zoe really deserves a stress-free garden. And by creating four raised beds, Danny's on his way to making that happen. First, he needs to mark out exactly where they're going to be. Sonia, as you know, because Zoe's got restricted movement, the idea would build a garden where she didn't have to mend or stretch. Yes. What we're going to do is we're going to mark out where we can put the raised beds. Okay. Okay. And uh, what I've done, I've cut uh, this piece of timber which I found outside mm-hmm. to the length of a bed. Right. right okay. So basically, it's going to be the length of a raised bed sleeper. Okay. And I've marked out the width with a little arrow going in the right direction. If you could pass me the marker paint. Okay. Yeah, quite an important job. This actually is not a bad idea. If it was me, I'd peg it. Like, just get some pegs, string it out, 
in the garden. I think that's what I've done before. In the garden, I've pegged it. Peg it out. So you know exactly where everything's going to be. Really simple. Really easy. Oh, Lisa's in the comments tonight. Hello, Lisa. Made it for a show tonight. Okay. Back to you. So that's the length. Right. Now we're going to go for the width. We've, we've already marked out. Right. Just run that down like this. And just paint the line. And there we have the approximate dimensions of our bed. Okay. Is that the inside or the outside of the sleeper where the line is? That's the inside of the that's sleeper. That's going to be the inside. That's okay. the inside. So, so we're getting an eye. Stuart says, I'm with you, Lee. A top show is better than ground force. Idea of how wide the beds are mm -hmm. and how it works in conjunction with the rest of the garden. So we'll be sitting like that. Would you like to do the next one? There we are. Do you know what seats we're going to use? No. Oh, let me show you them. It's really Ooh, interesting. Okay. Also, right, really great way, if you've just got a brand new garden, a really good thing to do is either do that, peg it out, however you want to mark out your garden. And then I always say a good thing to do with a brand new garden is to just leave it for a year, see what pops up. And if you've got ideas, and this, I mean, this is take this from experience, yeah, because I didn't do this. <laughs> I did do it on some bits, but, but when I first got my garden, I just dived straight in. I wish I didn't. But mark it out onto the garden, where things are, and then don't go over that line. When you're walking around the garden, don't go over it. A bit like if you've got a path, isn't it? <laughs> you always see these, these squiggly, wiggly paths that always go up the garden. Not as much now, not as fashionable, right? Um, mark it out, see if you use it. You won't use a wiggly path. <laughs> yeah, and this next question is going to make you feel well as well. How have you um, seen the changes in the industry? Oh, man, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing like what it was. I think, I mean, there's some big wins. When I started in horticulture, a fax machine was about as technologically sound as it got, you know. And, I mean, and there's still nurseries out there that really are fax machine focused. Um, but the fact we're doing this now, you know, we're having a chat, a live stream chat um, is... It just it would never have been an option before. So the industry's modernised a lot, and even in the last year, it's modernised a great deal. Um, but I think it's not as strong an industry as it once was, and I think that's part of the problem we've got that we became very dependent on particularly Dutch imports, and where our supermarkets have been very focused on buying from abroad, it's weakened our overall. Um, power as an industry we've lo lost a lot of old mostly family businesses aren't they you know you know that so you know you've got a lot of people who are generations in the making and then suddenly one generation goes actually it's not worth it you know why, why would i want to flog yeah. a dead horse so we've lost a lot of great nurseries um but there are still some wonderful ones out there and lots of really good family-owned small businesses the reason i work for bernard's nurseries now is because family owned and they've got a real family ethos so although they're reasonably big um, and very old established um, uh, wholesale supplier Jeffrey Bernard who's 97 this year is very wow. much yeah 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 very much part of the business and um, you know it's 
that's that's a reason I, I can kind of sign up to. So horticulture, yeah, it's changed a lot. I think there's a lot of good things have happened, um, but at the same time, it's perhaps not where we need it to be in order for it to be, you know, really well respected in the UK. You know, that was part of the reason why I got sufficiently annoyed over the last year to try and start this campaign, just an open discussion over the idea of whether we need to just have a minister for horticulture, not just different ministers who, you know, cover agriculture and all that as well. Um, so it was more about feeling kind of a bit disillusioned, you know, we're not getting heard, yet we're putting a lot into the economy. You know, we're big players in the economy, really, for for what a lot of people just consider a bit of gardening. Uh, you know, we do, we do a lot, and there's a lot of knowledge uh, and experience. And um, so, yeah, that kind of drove that. Let's try and see what, what discussion we can have. But I think it possibly this is, arguably, this is the best year I could have done this because I don't think we'd have been able to interact the way we are to do as much of the stuff online as we have been and to have an audience that's as receptive, you know, because there's a lot of people on furlough, a lot of people have lost jobs, a lot of people, uh, businesses are in trouble. And, you know, I really think that we don't have a voice out there in Parliament shouting loud enough. You know, they're shouting a lot about fisheries, which is very important, couldn't agree more. Agriculture, very important, couldn't agree more. But I'm not hearing horticulture mentioned at all. And that's See? disappointing. Yeah, see, this is the interesting thing, right? Because um, obviously, I saw you bring this up, and I—it's one, one for me. Like, I, like I'm not a horticulturist; I'm just a gardener. Do you know what I mean so? Yeah, but that is a horticulturist, you know, you know of sorts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I always assumed that we'd already have that. Like, I, I mean, it's not mm. something I've ever thought about before. Mm. But it's just like a given. Like, we must have this like someone to represent horticulture already um, yeah well, at a professional level we've got lots of trade bodies and there's yeah. quite a few of them doing different bits and they lobby to the defra minister uh george eustace and his under ministers and and the lords um enjoying my um lockdown haircut at the moment it's uh Oh, it's getting long and very wavy. Uh, yeah, so we've we've got a, a defra minister, and that's part of his job. But you know, look, if your job involves agriculture, fisheries, horticulture, the waterways, uh, the environment, um, biosecurity, all of these things, you can't do it all. You can't cover it all. You can't give it all the attention it needs when you've got a Brexit debate, when you've got COVID and you've got people, um, you know, losing their jobs, when you've got biosecurity problems at the ports because they've not thought about how to do it properly. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that they need to consider. And so although we do have a minister that's responsible, he's responsible for a massive remit. And I, I just don't think that they can possibly give us the attention that we need or deserve. And in fact, I think it's been pretty much proven by the fact that when they did, when they looked at seasonal workers from Europe and they brought, they agreed to bring in a load for agriculture, they didn't even think about horticulture, it wasn't discussed. Mm. But of course, we do need seasonal um, labour as well. And, you know, maybe we can pick it up in the UK market. Maybe it's a good way to treat uh, loss of jobs. But at the same time, you, you want to be thinking about it. Um, and I think that's one of the big problems that we've, you know, one of the, one of the many problems we've recounted already, and we've got more on the horizon. You know, in January we had a, a, a overnight import ban on prunus, 
So all cherries, you know, and including things like hedging plants like cherry laurel um, overnight because there was certain problems with a very small group of them. Um, and, you know, that you can't make those kind of changes. Some people, some companies are just rely upon that kind of turnover at this time of the year. Um, we're about to have in early March, this was announced today, about to have more import bans put on um, plants which are xylella hosts, which of course, you know, it's important. We don't want to bring xylella into the UK. We don't want to bring any pests in that we don't have already. Um, and we don't want any more than we have. But at the same time, if you've got um, people just making knee jerk, now you can't do it. Um, it affects people, you know, yeah. businesses, money. Has um has a uh, Brexit? Is this all because of Brexit? These these things this from this year, or or has Brexit affected it too much? Or you know, people talk about perfect storm, don't they? Where you've got Brexit, COVID, you know, all of these come things coming at the same time. Um, I, I, to be honest, if they came separately, I'd, I'm sure we'd still find different problems. Um, I, I think Brexit has presented some challenges. I think it, because we got a deal that basically followed what we've been preparing for, although it's more work and it's more costly to import plants now, it's still doable. And yeah. um, once we iron out some things like the delays at port, it'll be okay. Uh, once the yeah. system for importing works, it'll be all right. Until then, yeah, we're going to have problems and, and it'll get worse because we'll get busier as the season goes. In some ways, COVID was a bit of a blessing because um, it, it's kind of stopped some of the big plant market sales, which has meant that we've had we've not had the shortages that we were likely to get as a consequence of Brexit. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think anyone really knows, if I'm honest. And if they're telling you they do, they're lying. It's all a bit of an unknown at the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and we'll find out. There's going to be advantages as well. You know, whatever your position on Brexit, you just kind of have to stop and say, "Well, it's done now," um, yeah. and we've got to get on with it. So, if you if you wanted it, then you know, I hope you like the results. If you didn't want it, then uh, you know what I mean. If you didn't want it, then um, then hopefully the results aren't too horrible for you, um, and. Um, you know, I think we'll get there, yeah. but it, they, some people at the moment are finding it much harder than others, it, and it didn't really seem to matter how much you prepared. Just some crops, some problems. Uh, can't go into Northern Ireland with plants. That's a real problem for a lot yeah. of nurseries. And um, hopefully, we'll get beyond that without the Northern Irish Assembly, um, you know, falling apart. Fingers yeah. crossed. There's a lot. There's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot, going, there's a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> Halfway through the show, and I'm reading the Skinny Jean Guy in the book while I'm listening to this fantastic episode of the Skinny Jean Gardener show. I only got it for a tenner. It's on offer, isn't it? It's on offer. Let me tell you, one of my favourite mates, like uh, the bird feeder. Oh, love a bird feeder, me. Really simple, really easy. I did it with me kids just the other day and they had a great time we in fact were creating real memories on the book real memories gardening as a family so i was a, a top boy and you should get it too there's a link in the description link in the comments click it right now just a 10 pound note not bad for a 10 pound note is it 10 pound note 
memories. Get your hands on it now. It's an advertly promise to success. Hello, mate. I did think you saw me at first. I did. I was just uh, making sure I finished the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Fair right, Sorry? Are you right? Tired, I think is the word. Tired. Oh. Oh. Working too hard. Busy, busy old day, is it? No, it hasn't. That's the trouble. Oh, <laughs> one of those days. Yeah, one of those days where I'm just doing nothing and it's harder work than being busy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, yes, your book. I do have your book. What I meant is any of those books in the top 100, I don't own any of. Ah, uh, right, yeah, you don't need to, mate. Don't need to anymore. Don't need to. I've got your book. I I'm sure. I have a copy. Oh, thanks, mate. I'm, I'm sure um, some of them books are great. I'm not I'm not really – I have never read, read some of them. So um, I'm sure some of them are good. Don't get me wrong. There's some that have been in the top 10 for, for uh, years. but yeah. I don't know. I like my book, man, obviously, because I wrote it. <laughs> yeah but i mean what i found when i read your book is that it's although it's aimed for getting kids into gardening an adult can read it as well whereas some of the other books that i i believe are in the top 100 are probably written for kids yeah well yeah it's very it's a very um well it's the best thing <laughs> I feel weird to, to talking about it. I don't actually. <laughs> I love talking about it. Um, best thing is it's written for adults, so it's easy for the parents. Mm -hmm. But it's a good book for kids to flick through because they can see the pictures and pick what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because because let's be honest, I ain't reading if I'm a kid. <laughs> I'm looking at it and I want mum and dad to help me make it. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to write a second book? That's a big question. It's really strange, right? So I have been think. I mean, I have I have been asked this a few times. You've asked me before, I know. And I would like to, mm -hmm. but 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 but, um, it hasn't cost me lots of money to publish. Uh huh. I haven't made back the um, amount that I did put into it. Right. Um, and also, I put all of my best ideas into this first book foolish some yeah. um so the other ideas would be um i'd have to tr i'd have to try them with olive first and then you know a lot of the a lot of the ones from the book are properly tried and tested before i even thought about writing book yeah yeah uh, so you're gonna have to come up with new ideas yeah i'd have to come up with new ideas and you know they, they, the ones from this book have been tried over several years yeah um if i wrote another book it would be ones that you know i'm just trying to make another book i don't know but but we've we have talked before haven't we we've talked about me maybe not maybe me writing not a kid's book again maybe a yeah, I, I think come up gardening with mates book that's it we need to do that man we should do it there should be a few of us to do it let's, let's do a gardening with mates book sounds like an idea Get a few people. You got any other mates? No, no, of course not. <laughs> two authors then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should do. Oh, we should do that. That'd be wicked. Yeah, I, I, I think there's something in that, but yeah, yeah. Maybe. Uh, it's about your book tonight. So forget. Yeah, that. sorry. Yeah, we're going off the going right off. But uh, 
yeah, anyway, man. So, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's difficult, isn't it? Because I think if you get published, you get like a load of money chucked it. I don't know. This is a, a 100% truth. A load of money chucked it. And it's not all about money, but uh, which is obviously the way I've wrote this book is by not by putting all my best ideas in the first book. I'm sure if a publisher said, uh, if publisher had me, they'd be like, oh, don't put all your best ideas in your first book. You've got to spread it out over three. Yeah, but but that's possibly the other side of it is that the publisher who's thrown money behind the book is looking to make that money back back. So they're yeah. probably also pushing more pushing that book more as well. Yeah. Who's yeah. pushing your book? Just just me. Just there me. You go. I tell you what, right, this is a promise, yeah. Once I make back the money from this book, yeah, I'll reinvest it into another book. Okay. Um I'll hold you to that. Yeah, well, we may be waiting a long time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is Amazon. It's, I don't get me wrong. Like Amazon, I would never have a book without um, that little local store, Amazon, yeah. um, making it so easy for people to do. And and other people like um, like my friends from Jar Jar Books who helped helped us out putting together and stuff. So, you know, it's a very collaborative um, approach, which I liked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's I, I believe there's a lot more into writing a book than what we're led to believe. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I found it really difficult. So I find it really difficult to to sit down and concentrate on stuff mm -hmm. and yeah. write. Yeah. There is a lot to think. I think, yeah, maybe I'm. Maybe it's a long time. Like I've, this was start. I started this two years ago. This book now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I forget a little bit. It's, it can, can you, be quite. Didn't you start floating the idea when you did the um, you designed the garden at the Ideal Home Show? Yeah. Oh yeah, we talked about it then, didn't we? Yeah. And then I went to the Garden Press event after that. I think. Yeah. Or maybe maybe before and i spoke to um stephanie yeah uh, definitely and she said oh he's just go and and um speak and i was speaking to pit publishers and that then but too good they said they said oh, they can't handle it it's just too, it's too good yeah uh, but yeah interesting man isn't it that's i love it that's um i'm well proud of it whatever like if it don't if it doesn't make this money back it doesn't really matter like just to have olive part of the journey and just chuck my ideas out there's been awesome yeah i and and forget the money side of things you know i mean who really needs money yeah, <laughs> yeah the wife didn't hear that either <laughs> yeah, bigger, bigger bigger disco light that's for sure bigger disco light but the proudness that you've got out of that book and how uh, emotionally attached you are to that book yeah much much more value to that than monetary value yeah definitely i only joke about the money thing i mean that is why i'm saying uh, i spoke to you about this last year and i'm still got to work on it but that is why i'm trying to find a way of getting it because it ain't it ain't um cheap to get it printed off amazon no. that is why i'm trying to get um as cheap as possible. at the moment the cheapest i can actually sell it for is tenner uh -huh. on my website I'd really like to get it down to about a fiver. Yeah. Um, so then I can sell it to schools as, as cheap as possible because I'd rather get it in more hands so more people can, you know, get take it home from school and go and actually use it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So yeah, trying to find out somebody that'll print that book cheaper. For a penny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, I mean, that's my main thing. I just want to get a good message out there, man. It's really, it can be easy to get kids gardening and um, as long as you've got a bit of a plan, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got to think like a kid. Think like a kid. Yeah. yeah. Which is easy for you. Not difficult, my friend. Not difficult. <laughs> Um, Richard's asked uh, um, if you've got any understanding of regulations that come in from the government plant passports. Have I got any understanding of it? Yeah, it is a headache. Um, you know, we've, I think, right at the beginning when we were dealing with um, Dutch and German importers, the response was quite clearly. This is your fault. You brought it on yourselves. And why should we make it easier for you? Which I can understand. It's not very helpful. But And, and I made it clear that it wasn't our fault. It, yeah. you know, some people voted for it. Not everyone did. Um, and it has added to the work. Now, I was asking earlier on today, I was asking my panel if they felt that this gives us an opportunity to trade outside of the EU more effectively, because obviously it's the same protocols that we'll have to go through in order to deal with them. Um, maybe, yeah. maybe was the answer. <laughs> I think it's still very early. Look, the paperwork is definitely more. It costs more to bring in a load of plants. Um, once the government fixes uh, the peach system, which is their import system, um, so that you can actually definitely import everything you want, because yeah. at the moment they're not all on there, it'll be easier. Um, at the moment, I know that we are spending a lot more physical time, uploading information, dealing with freight forwarders that we weren't having to do before. It adds a cost. It's about a um, couple of hundred per delivery, a uh, couple of hundred quid per delivery, which at the end of the day has to be passed on to the consumer. And bearing in mind that also plant prices went up pretty much on the moment we voted to leave Europe, and they've been going up steadily since. Um, and they went up a lot in January. So yeah. we've got increased prices and increased costs from administration and, and paperwork. And uh, I think that, that, you know, that is going to be unfortunate. But as always, it's important that we look to positives. And one of the positives, which will be a longer term positive rather than short term, is that I think we're going to have an opportunity for the UK market to increase plant production to pick up some of the slack on where we've been conveniently buying stuff in from Europe, we can maybe just actually do a bit more growing again, which would be lovely. You know, that'd be really good. And it could be an opportunity for more growers to set up and, and you know, really, uh, or, or existing growers to really take the bull by the horns. Yeah. Is that is that going to be a difficult thing? Or I'm guessing it's, there's going to be some expense, obviously, to start setting up on again on our own. Yeah. But a difficult thing to kick off. I think it's it's easier if you're already doing it and you've got space to do it. You know, a lot of nurseries, a lot of old established nurseries have the one major advantage of the already on the land and that they've got more space than they're using currently. So they can they can expand their production, they can get more staff in and they can grow more than they were. If I was to do it from scratch myself, I don't know. I'd want someone to have bought the land for me. <laughs> The cost to overcome are pretty high and the time in which you see the money will take a while. The advantage being that the prices have gone up so much that it's easier now to produce locally and 
make a better profit than it was before, still charging less than it is to import a lot of plants. So I think Europe might find, um, you know, particularly the Dutch, um, who are, if they're not the ones supplying their agents for other European countries and they're distributing into the UK, I think they might find that their price point is actually losing a competitive edge pretty soon, yeah. which will be interesting. But the problem is, is it's not like saying is it easy to do it because it isn't and it's quite expensive, but it also takes ages. That's the thing. You know, yeah. producing a plant is going to be at least six months in the making for something small. Um, from something equally small but you know if you're talking about trees you're years in the making so the catch-up is you know it's a decade because yeah, i decade work i didn't really realize how much how many plants we import really oh, but, yeah. then, but then like i can't remember if it was, maybe it was last year or maybe the year before that but as soon as like brexit was said, like said oh yeah brexit's happening all of a sudden like all especially like the shows like oh we don't know if we're going to get enough plants to even in the shows and they want to start a panicking yeah i mean at the moment we're in a quite a good position because everyone bought a load of stuff in december and really stocked their nurseries sky high so that knowing that they, they were going to probably struggle to do it but the problem also is europe were continuing to sell during the um our lockdown period last year so when we weren't able to trade they were still able to and the the net consequences they sold a lot of their gear and were selling into their 2021 stock um we've then taken a load more of it once it goes then we're going to have shortages and there's going to be quite a lot of different shortages i think across across europe and i don't think it's going to be easy for them to be picked up now you know look, look at this way you you're going to have crops that don't sell as well that people have to use because all the stuff they wanted initially is gone so you're going to have positives for some nurseries in that respect but um i think the the availability of stock is definitely going to be a question mark in the next six months. Up until the next six months, we're probably fine. But after that, um, I think it's going to get interesting. Um, and then we'll end up with some kind of like um, Mad Max plant hunting scenario. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see, really. I, again, I, I think a lot of it's conjecture. But I th DEFRA were surprised by how many trailers of plants were being imported into the UK. I don't think they really had much of a, a grip of it. Um, where they didn't realize that it was such a big thing. And um, I think we're, you know, we're, we'll find, we'll find a way, but yeah. I think people are going to have to end up using slightly different things to what they had planned. You know, one of the, one of the key sort of take homes from um, chats I've been having generally have been go to your nursery and ask them what they've got rather than go to them and tell them what you want. Um, because you, you're going to get a better quality of plant and you're going to get more reliable supply. Less times you're going to have to go back to the client and say, very sorry, but can't offer this, even though I told you that was the best thing for you. Yeah, that's it. It's, um, it's going to be a, a bit of a strange one. Do you think it's going to be a, a case that we could actually walk into a nursery and it could have like empty shelves? Maybe. Some lines, yeah. I mean, I yeah. think... Some lines definitely are going to are going to be working on those kind of terms, um, and then it'll it'll be interesting to see whether the supermarkets want to keep stocking plants because they're going to find it harder to guarantee low price stock and the big sheds um, because it's going to be a, a real seller's market if you've got the product. They're not going to want to give it away, 
Um, so we'll see what happens. But I think certain things like, you, you know, there's always some shortages of roses and lavenders when you've got a good summer. Um, and I, I imagine they'll be the kind of crops which we, we, we struggle with quickest and people are going to be madly taking cuttings of lavenders right now, um, hoping to get on with it. But the roses are a much slower crop. Yeah, that's it. Look, obviously we had COVID last year, yeah? Do you think that gave the industry a bit of a, uh, how do I put this nicely? Kick up the bottom. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I think, you know what, it was uh, it was interesting seeing how people responded because there were there were some people who had never reached out to their audience before who got really good at it really quickly. And yeah. they got on with um, little Insta chats to show the nursery. They got into boxing and delivering product to customers around the UK. Um, and they, they, you know, actually probably a lot of them made more money than they would have in a normal year. Um, and then some of them weren't able to do that for whatever reason. And I think like, they must have found it really hard, you know, really hard. But it's interesting that, you know, we're at a point now where we've got garden centres closed, but wholesale nurseries are allowed to be open um, and retail nurseries are closed. Uh, so we've got, you know, we're, we're still able to deal with customers because we can do it in a COVID secure way. They're mostly on account, so we don't really need to, you know, get up, and cl up close and personal with them. They're out on a nursery or we're, we're working with masks um, and we're maintaining social distancing. Um, We've been able to do that throughout in, in reality, but um, obviously it's only in the last lockdown that they've the government's kind of said, yeah, it's okay to operate like that. Um, I think most wholesale nurseries have been able to do okay. And I think smaller independent, you know, maybe back garden uh, retail nurseries have probably found it quite difficult unless they were prepared to courier stuff. You know, if you're prepared to box it and courier it, I think that you're, the world's your oyster. Because if you've got something good and you can take a nice photo of it, there's someone in the UK wants to buy it, definitely. Yeah. But if not, yeah, trouble. And a lot of nurseries, I think, really did incredibly well. Instagram lit up during the first um, lockdown with new, with existing nurseries doing something new. And that was good to see. Um, so it was a kick up the bum but maybe a worthwhile one for a lot of them. Yeah. I know that the other really sad thing is there's been a lot of places closed down because they weren't able to react or they just thought, look, I've been thinking about retiring. I've been thinking about changing business. So, you know, I've had a few bad years in a row and now's the time to do it because it's just not worth it, which is sad, you know, and, and hopefully um, their hard work's not gone to waste. Um, but, you know, inevitably, I imagine in some cases that's true. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't want to say I told you so, but before COVID was even a word, my friend, on the podcast, we were talking about the industry going online a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said about the fax machine, I've been complaining about that for years now, where you've got um, suppliers who wouldn't take an email you know, you, you either called them on their mobile and they wrote it on the back of a fag packet or you, they took a fax that they'd receive at the end of the day or a couple of days later. And, you know, the world needs to be a bit more nimble now. And if you can't get back to someone with an answer pretty quickly, they found it somewhere else. 
so there's very few people have got such magical plants that you can wait forever to get a price on it. Uh, so you're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, anyone who was thinking that that we could get away with with, with slow service and you know snail mail being the way of doing it, it was mad. Yeah. Living in the previous world. Now is the time we've all, well, not all of us, but uh, some of us have been waiting for. They've left it to the very last moment. The controversial, everyone. The controversial. Nice one, Steve. The controversial um, artificial grass. Once the turf has been removed. I'll just say, right, literally last week, when did this go out? Sunday. What day is it today? Two, only two days ago. I had messages from all over the place. Three messages. Um, saying, oh, surely not artificial grass. <laughs> not after what we've talked about, Lee, please. Moved. The next step is to use this machine, known as a whacker plate, to compact the earth. You can hire one yourself for around 25 to 30 pounds a day or get a local handyman in to do it for you. Then we spread 50 mil of sharp sand, rake it as level as we can, and then give it the same whacking treatment to create a firm surface. Did Danny say he's only got an hour left? Maybe it does only take an hour. I've never, I've never laid this stuff before. It all depends how big your lawn area is. But as you can see, experienced handyman AJ is able to do this pretty quickly. Well, Next, guess. we roll out the fake turf, which has arrived all neatly wrapped up and ready to lay. A perfect lawn with no need for a lawnmower. Meanwhile... Oh, Danny. Why you let me down? Danny! Two weeks ago, over two weeks ago, I said, we might sit and watch Instant Gardener because it's my favourite gardening programme, right? The first episode I randomly pick... Geezer's laying artificial grass. <laughs> we all get shooed off to grab a cuppa and get out of AJ's way. We'll get this rolled out and then we'll cut it to size properly once it's rolled out so we can get the actual perfect contours. It's AJ's fault. It's not Danny's fault. It's AJ's fault. For the sleepers. Artificial turf usually comes in two and four meter widths. Danny has cleverly designed this garden specifically so that the gap between the pairs of raised beds is exactly two meters wide to make this final bit as easy and economical as possible. AJ just has to cut the fake turf to length at either end and then fix it into place with these special pins. Zoe has struggled to mow her lawn in the past because of the physical effects of her illness, but now the pressure of having to ask friends to help is history. You know what? I'm not a great fan of artificial grass. Just don't say nothing more. Just stop the sentence right there, please, Danny, please. But this isn't bad. I might even use this in another project. Oh, Danny! Why? <laughs> I bet you will be the next episode I find. What an amazing show it's been. 
tonight. My name is Advert Lee, if you don't already know, and I'm here to say, hey, have you got a product that you want Advert Lee to sell? Perhaps, I bet you do. Well, before you make your decision, let me show off my skills. Plants. It's a plastic one, but does that matter? Well, he was he was slagging plastic plants off the other week. Plants! You like plants? Probably get some real ones, but um Plants. Yeah. Yeah. If you want me to advertise your product, then please get in touch. Lee at skinnygingardener.co.uk Plants. Hey, dude, while we're here, I mean, I know we're talking about my book, but do you yeah. want to stay on while I open this box? Go on, then. Go right, on, then. so I've got this box through. I can't tell you what the brand was because they were meant to sponsor the show this year, but I've not heard back from them. But they, uh, did send, they did send me this. And I don't know what's in it. So are you ready? Yeah, is it a big box? It's a big box. I don't know if you've got one at your place. Have you been sent one? I, haven't, I don't think I've been sent one. Just the important people then. That's very understandable. But <laughs> right, I got a big sent, but what? I got a big sent. <laughs> right, hang on a sec. Right, it comes in like a fancy uh, case. Pretty, pretty pointless, really. I don't understand that, but oh, hang on. Oh wait, what is this? Oh, it's a good. It's like a goodie box. Oh, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to. Well, I'm going to show you anyway. They never said not to. Right. It's a box. That's a mystery box. There, we don't. That's another a box in a box. That's always good. In a box. Right, let me. How do I show you this without showing? Oh, and a, a bubble wrap thing. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's like Christmas, isn't it? It's like <laughs> bubble wrap. All right, brace yourself. Right. Let me I'm just check. Can't see no brain. So, right. I've got a little squirt of bottle, mate. That's always useful. It's useful. That's very good. Okay. Um, I've got a thing. Let me open it out of the thing. What is this thing? I have no idea. It's a oh. Is that a bottle? You it's put a, a on the top to water your plants. Yeah, I so I didn't know. I didn't know they made. You, you could even buy these. You must yeah. pop that, pop that into the pot. Yeah. And then water is it? Surely, if you just chuck a bottle or like a water bottle, and it do the same thing. But maybe this is disperses it a bit more evenly. Does it? It yeah, feels like because if you put a bottle straight in, that that will come out quite quickly. So that just slows it down, so it trickle water feeds it out. Right, okay. Well, that's, yeah, that's pretty decent. All right, okay. That's good. We've got a... Um, what's this? Oh, a, a notebook. Always useful. Always useful. Right, now let's see what's in these boxes. Right, first there, what's in this one? It's, it's garden press event, I think, it's, I think it's, that was the point of it. They were sending it for the garden press event. Oh, it's an empty box. I'm not joking. It's an empty box. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that a joke? What? I don't get it. Was this supposed to be in the box? I don't know. It was there to stop it sliding around. Yeah, but come on. Put something in the box. Right, hang on. Everyone, everyone watching this should take notice because we have got Tin to Wing coming up soon. So you could be... could be... That box could be sent out to you. <laughs> Tin to win. 
Uh, oh, it's a plant. This is. Oh, hold on. I feel like it probably should. Oh, hold on. It's little. Bloody hours. Oh, sorry. Um, before I can look at the state of it, it's done. <laughs> it's not travelled well, guys. It's a little. Uh, oh, sucker. I was talking about those earlier. Where are you? Yeah. There we go. Little. Um, well, I think I know which company you got it from now. Well, do you? What from that? Yeah. What they what what they rhyme with? Um. I'm trying to think. Didn't we get a big bag from them last year at the press event? Might have. With the and cactus in it. Mm. Know, you have to what you have to tell me in the studio notes. Can you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. Okay, I'll take over your show, shall I? Have you kicked me? No, I'm, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. Um, <laughs> you did it to us. I don't know what happened. It knocked me off. Oh, it's one of them, one of them shows tonight. Oh, that was good. Well, some of you might be getting some of that. I don't know who's going to win Tin to Win. We'll find out next Thursday, actually, end of the month. It isn't them. No, it wasn't them. Oh. Um, it was... We're having our own little private. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're just ignoring everyone else. And I know. Guys, oh, yeah, it was from them, yeah. Okay, that's unusual. Yeah. Oh, well, that's interesting. Well, if anyone else wants to send me stuff, then Lee has <laughs> Skinny Jean. If anyone wants to send me stuff that I can give away, uh, then Skinny Jean, Gardner, Lee has, whatever, whatever the email address is. Yep. Um, maybe more unboxing soon. <laughs> unboxing of empty boxes. Um, <laughs> yeah, obviously missing something now. Yeah, I know, right? I'm being. I have to tell him. Um, there we go, man. All right, fun times. Um, what you, you up to much this weekend? Um, I've got, well, I think I've got tomorrow off work. So yeah. far, it looks like it. So I'm uh, going to hit the allotment all weekend and get a lot of work done down there. Oh, that'd be good, man. Weather's meant to be beautiful. Wow, I say beautiful. Pretty good this weekend. That's what I'm hoping for. Got to fix the lawnmower, tidy things up, you know, all the usual stuff. Because I've neglected the allotment over the last couple of months. Yeah. Um, which isn't unusual this time of year, but I just want to get down there now and crack on. Get on and get it into a ship shape. Yeah, makes sense, dude. Hang on a minute. Kirsty said, yes, get Richard hosting the show. Much better. <laughs> Do you want to host the show? You know what I'm like. I've got to host a show on Sunday, so oh, he, so he's done it now. Okay, we'll treat this like my normal Sunday show while Lee is gone. So um, let's think of a question. Let's think of something to get everyone. I know. What is it you all love about gardening? That's what I was doing on Sunday. What is it that in, in, I'm hoping he's going to come on soon? Um, what What is it everyone loves about gardening that makes them – Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> Sundays, man. So, oh, hey, this Sunday we're 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 hosting together on your show. Yes, yes, you're coming on and helping me out. Looking forward to it, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what we're going to be talking. Well, we've got an idea, but I'll have to discuss it with you in private. I shall ring you tomorrow. Yeah, please do. Um, Suggs, thanks for joining us. I'll speak to you later, mate. Have a good one. Cheers, mate. Bye, dude. We um, we've got a few organisations in the industry. I can only name 
two. <laughs> I know there's more, right? Like what? Oh different... yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, obviously, I know, right? <laughs> you'll say some of them. I go, oh yeah. I said, like, but what organisations have we got in the industry that obviously, if we had a minister, would be obviously a lot better. But at the moment, what organisations have we got, and how well do they work together? Well, I mean, I think the question of how well they work together, I don't know. Really, I, I'm not sure. I, the reality is, I think, probably a lot of them don't work brilliantly together because it's not in their interests to work too well together. Um, they are good in, they are good industry bodies, don't get me wrong, but we've got the HTA, Horticultural Trades Association, who kind of cover everything, really. But what you've got to do, first of all, is think about horticulture because, you know, there are gardeners, so you've got... Uh, professional gardeners guild you've got garden designers society of garden designers you've got horticulturists of many different types institute chartered institute of horticulture garden center association for garden center workers everybody's got the thing you know and then you've got arboriculture you've got floristry you've got uh soil scientists uh chemical chemical um, suppliers pot manufacturers you know there'll be a body that basically represents all of them Horticultural Trades Association covers most uh, most widely, and they're probably the most active at lobbying um, our DEFRA minister and our parliament generally to get things going. They're the ones, along with the Garden Centre Association, most readily trying to get garden centres back open at the moment. Um, and I think that, you know, that there's no doubt that they do good work. I think, and it would be foolish to say otherwise, uh, because they do. They, you know, they really are very involved. But the problem is, is that I think they're talking to someone who doesn't have to listen that hard right. because they've got a lot of other things to worry about. Whereas if you've got a champion, <clears throat> excuse me, a champion, if you've got someone who is really horticulture focused, you've got a winner. Yeah, that's it. What? So this petition you've started, yep. um, how many people need to sign it before it gets in front of the right people to start oh. it? A, a serious amount need to. I mean, we're we're heading towards a thousand signatures at the moment, which is uh, at least nine thousand short of really making any kind of significant difference. Okay. Look, here's here's the deal. It would be great if it got really, you know, listened to and read in Parliament, and people start to actually think about it and ask questions there. For me, what's more important is that people start to think about what are we being heard. Do yeah. you feel represented? Do you feel that our trade bodies are respected enough by the parliamentarians that are listening to them? Do you feel that they're able to shout loud at them? Or do you feel that something like agriculture has got a much weightier voice? Um, so it's for me, it's more about starting a kind of thought process and a talk. If it goes there, that'd be great. I mean, look, sign it. For God's sake, sign it. Get everyone you can to sign it. Um, and, and champion it because it's about everyone, whether you're a full professional or not, it's about ensuring that horticulture is looked after because there isn't a person I'm sure listening or who could listen to this that doesn't like a public park, yeah. that, that doesn't like a bit of green space in a city, um, that wouldn't want to see um, verges um, planted with wildflowers to encourage um uh, insects and biodiversity in their towns and villages everybody wants the same things that horticulture can offer um and is doing but is doing without help rather than 
because you know we're really championed and supported. So the idea being, in Minister for Horticulture, it would be great if we can get one um, and have someone who's championing horticulture in Parliament, someone who's there to ask the questions, someone who's there to respond directly to the needs of the body, the professional bodies that are looking after all the different aspects of horticulture. But more important, really, is that we all start feeling a bit of value. You said, oh, I'm just a gardener. You know, you're not, are you? Let's face it. You're not just a gardener because you've got a voice. You've got a voice in a marketplace and people want to hear you. And and moreover, what the hell is just a gardener? I've never heard such nonsense. It's well, like, I, want, I want to say legend, but I've thought... Yeah, yeah well, that's it. But see, that's the problem is what we're doing is we're, we're downplaying our skills and how brilliant we are. You know, we, horticulture's got some of the most intelligent people hiding away in the darkness, not heard and not seen, um, but they're doing great things. You know, we should be championing, championing that rather than just kind of accepting when we get ignored. And I think that's what we want to do. We want to really ha have a bit of respect for what we're about and, and expect others to have some of that respect. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to um, people talking about health and well-being, they talk about public parks, going into forests, going into your garden, you know, growing your own, um, and that's horticulture, that's gardening, that's garden design, that's landscape management, forestry, arboriculture, horticulture, floristry. You know, they're all <laughs> in there, and um, we really need to be loved and, and adored like we should be. I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm with you all the way. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much for coming on today and talking about it. Um, we're gonna uh, we're trying to try and get that petition up a little bit more, at least. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. people thinking about it, man. You're right. You're so right about that. Like, um, especially with these petitions, they are can be really difficult to get up there. But as long as like, I'm, well, I'm I'm talking about it now, and I wouldn't have been talking about it before. So if you know people. Uh, it's getting the message out there, at least. Yeah, well, I've got. I just had an interview for the newspaper. I've just moved up to Scotland. I've been in England, as you know, for like twenty years. But I just moved back up to Scotland, um, close to my family, and I had an interview on the weekend with Scotland on Sunday newspaper about it because a journalist picked it up on Twitter. And um, you know, I think it's not just about the English Parliament or the British Parliament. It's about tackling it at all of the local parliaments and even getting it into you know your um your uh, your local um councils and getting people really thinking about it and and championing championing horticulture and yeah. loving it so yeah yeah for God's exactly. sakes, get, get it signed get it signed boy <laughs> you sound like bob geldoff <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Well, yeah. That's it, mate. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, it'd be great to think we can we can really start to feel the love for horticulture across the UK. Definitely, Val. Definitely, dude. I cannot wait to hopefully bump into you at a social distance, maybe. But depending yeah, on yeah. But further down the line, we'll have a nice hug as well. Yeah, hopefully, man. Uh, <laughs> I look forward to seeing you in the, later in the year, dude. All right, man. It's great to speak Thanks to you. Come on, mate. Bye now. Oh, what? Um, I told you, everyone. I told you it was going to be a great chat tonight. Um, phone lines. 
phone lines are going to be over. I saw some of you putting some messages in there. Uh, phone lines are going to be open. Mr. Jackson? Hello, mate. What did I miss that bit? <laughs> Say again. Apparently, chrysanthemums are grown yeah. on a conveyor, and the whole greenhouse is as big as an aircraft hangar, and it moves. Yep. You seen that? Yeah, and like tomatoes grow at the top of the greenhouse, not the bottom. Tomatoes, when they grow them in greenhouses, they just get higher and higher and higher. Yeah. And they grow. They have a cherry picker to pick them. Oh, I've never seen this. Hey, man, like I was literally just saying before you come on, this is the sort of stuff, right, that we should be showing children, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, that man, he's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. He's, he, I've got so much research to do now. Um, I just think that it's nothing's changed, Lee, since I was at school. You know, mm. 40 years ago I was at school and gardening was was aimed at the people that weren't very clever. Yeah. Okay. You either did, um, you did, I can't remember what we could, rural studies, we called it. So you, you looked after some animals, you did a bit of gardening. That was it. You know, um, I wasn't lucky enough to do that. Um, <laughs> but it hasn't changed. Nothing's changed. Gardening or horticulture is framed upon by the people that make the decisions. Mm. I, th I honestly think that I just don't. I th that nobody, nobody looks at it when you go to secondary school. Nobody says to you that's going to be a profession. It's you go to the careers advisor. It's never brought up. No, well, I never even knew. I never even knew you could be a gardener. Um, I mean, not that I was interested when I left school. Never had any experience of it, but I never knew it was even a career to be honest with you. I, you know, I, I think I was lucky because my dad always gardened. As we were, you know, there was four of us, four kids. So it's only he. Only, my mum worked in the summer, and dad worked all the time. So we we did have a lot of money. So he had to garden to grow the vegetables. Yeah. So I think I was lucky, really, that I I don't I just wish I'd have paid attention when I was younger because then I wouldn't <laughs> have had to learn so much. Um, but I just I think we have to change the attitude of the mm -hmm. people that make the decisions because not every child can be a brain surgeon or a doctor or a solicitor, you know, or a news reporter. You know, there's we need to sort of channel and say there's great profession out there and it's not only growing vegetables or flowers there's so much more into it you know you can be a scientist and be a horticulturist yeah. you know you, you know you go to queue and and there are and we're well, not hundreds but there's lots of people working there that have that never stand on the soil yeah yeah, you know, exactly. and and I and I think we've got to show that to the children, not just the, like my age group I teach, but secondary school children. There's so many kids out there that don't learn in class. They can't can't grasp. But if you said to them, "We're going to go outside once a week, or twice a week, or three times a week," and um, they will learn the plant names if they've got the interest. You know, yeah. it's like the Latin. None of us really enjoy learning the Latin names, but if you go to a nursery, that's what, 
you know, 10 years ago, that's what they expected you to say. But I'm still learning. Yeah, I, do you know what? I think now, this is the thing. When you were just chatting there, I thought, you're right. Um, gardening is always pegged as a, a... If you're not very good at it, at, at, at education, then you can go and do this, yeah? Mm. And when I was chatting, I was like, this almost needs like a a rebrand. And then I thought, for for like forever now, people are like, oh, you're going to make gardening cool, guys. And uh, actually, you say it about... Um, I f- what I think, and this is this is the reason that I'm glad you called in. And there's, there's a point. Wait for it. <laughs> uh, but gardening in primary school, yeah, this is that we're really, really passionate about. Obviously, um, getting them gardening to begin with is important. Yeah. Secondary school. Then we need. I mean, I say we, but but there needs to be something for secondary school to do mm. to continue that and to show the different areas because that is those are the years in secondary school where the those are the decision years. Let's be honest; no one in primary school yeah. is thinking about what they want to do. Everyone's a no. fireman or a um, postman. I don't know what. They want. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, secondary school yeah. seems like a, a good time to really show show what's what show show um. I was out there. I then just didn't even know all this, these different worlds when I was in secondary. I had no idea. No, I think what you're doing and what Larry Lamb's doing has got to come together at some point. I think so. I think it needs I, to... I really do, because otherwise, you know, when we finish with them at 11, then they don't do it again until they're married and in their late 30s when they realise that you don't sit there and talk to your wife all night, every night and all weekend, every weekend, you know, you both need hobbies. You both need things to do separately, or you might, even, you never know. You might get to do it together. You know, something really scary. Both of you working in the garden together. Calm down. Fella. But <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you mean. You're I'm like you. I'm on my own most of the time. Um, I, I think that the only way forward is to get what you're doing and what Larry's doing together and at some point they've got to merge and they've got to become one yeah yeah um because i think what you're what you're aiming to do is amazing but larry's already proved it can be done in secondary schools it just needs to go out big time yeah sorry sorry that's right um you're right 100% you're right but also and this is amy makes a good point in the comments tonight bang on it tonight is framing it as mm. a career and actually i don't know how it is framed at the moment in secondary school as a career at all i don't know if it is it could be now i don't know if it might be mentioned well, I don't know. I've, both my children have gone through secondary school and i've been to careers nights with them i've never seen a horticultural stand no you know mm. you have all the the dice and vacuum cleaner you have the the police the the army um, the Land Rover, all them sort of the Rolls Royce, but you don't get anybody from Lackham College, which is our local outdoor college, coming to sell the outdoor education. But why? Why is that? I don't know. I never. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. My sister's a florist, 
And she she did her training at Lackham like I did my forest school training at Lackham. Yeah. But um, I don't think, I still think that certain schools, I'm not saying all schools, certain schools, now nah, I don't want them, them in because that doesn't give our school the right, you know, it's like, oh, no, that, oh no, that, no, educated children don't go there. And I really think that. I really think that the top schools, like there's two local to me that are really high up on the scale, they're only interested on the targets. So if they're getting A, a stars, the chances of them A star students becoming a gardener are pretty slim, but they're not being shown that. They might want to be a gardener. They might be good at maths. They might be good at science. They might want to go into horticulture or, you know, into any side of it. You know, we're, we're breeding new plants. We're keeping the existing plants um, in fridges so that if we lose them, then we can rebring them back again. Mm. You know, that's the, we, need a, we need to sell the scientist-y bit of it, I think, to get... Do you know what I mean? To, to get the... You need to get the whole, um, whole of the the horticulturalists in, not just gardeners, not just florists, but all the other little jobs that they do. Yeah, because um, you will know working with the RHS, there are loads of different people, loads of different levels, loads of you know you'd have lots of scientists, lots of, and there'd be lots of people that like gardening or don't like it, but they still work for the RHS. Yeah, you know, it's I don't know. We just need to make it more. It's not cool. I think cool's the wrong word. I think I think we need to make it more accessible. I think that's the word. It needs to be accessible, and it's not at the moment. Not yeah. because schools are looking at time, at looking at tables all the time, and they're not looking at what some of the children might want to do. I think I don't know. Perhaps we should just think, uh... bang a few drums. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely a conversation to be had about it, isn't it? I think mm. uh, it's not necessarily garden and horticulture that needs to uh, change. It's just the, it's the careers side needs to be rebranded. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and mm. I know RHS are trying or, really hard. Branded. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they are trying really hard to get people into the industry. But I don't know. Perhaps they're not opening it wide enough. I, I think, don't actually. I think the money. I think the salaries put people off as well. Mind. Yeah, one of the things you hear a lot in uh, horticulture is you don't do it for the money, you do it for the no, love, and, and that is a bit of a problem, really, isn't it? It's the same as teaching, isn't it? You don't do it for the money, especially at my level. You know, if I was a teacher rather than a TA, I'd be on probably double the money I'm earning. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's and I think that's the problem. You've got to to get good money. You've got to put ten, fifteen years in, and have the breaks to get that money. Mm. You know, because the private gardens are going. There's not so many private gardens that were twenty years ago, and the nurseries are becoming more and more um, national companies rather than family-run businesses. So uh, I don't, you know, Lucy Chamberlain. She grew up in a family that grew plants, and that's how she got into it. And that's how a lot of people get into it. 
So I, I think you're right. I think we've got to bang a few drums and change attitudes, I think. But getting yep. this petition sorted, which I've already done. Well, mate. Um, that's what we need to do. Open the conversation. To... Yeah, open the conversation. That's what we need to do. That's what it's about, dude. Um, Stu, thanks for calling in, mate. That's all right, mate. Later in the week. Yeah. Speak to you soon. See you later, fella. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, rebranding career, more career side. I don't know. More career. Yes, Richards, that's cool. Uh, more the career side, more than anything. But the moment has finally come to discover just what Zoe thinks. Welcome to your new garden. Oh my god. <laughs> wow! <laughs> it's so different, but it's beautiful. It won't want to be. <laughs> Astra Turf, how do you feel about that? I love it. Mm. Not going to dwell on it, Zoe, but. Not going to dwell on it. <laughs> but it's wonderful, thank you. <laughs> Look everyone, people hugging. Remember those days? Well, <laughs> you wanted a low maintenance entertaining space. There's lots of places for people to sit. <laughs> Liam says I hate it. I like it, Liam. I mean, I think it's good, man. I think I mean ignore the artificial grass. Oh, maybe you were talking about the artificial grass. I hate it. I think the design's good. Lisa's, we're doing a showcase, a four meter by four meter small garden for Gardens World Live. Show people how to achieve a reality design and something people can definitely do. It's all about great design, which is achievable. I don't have Astro Turf in it. No, no. We're going to let him off this time because I like him. Oh, well, I just love it. that bench, how you use that and put the barbecue there. Oh, it's fab. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to make you cry. Sorry if I'm speechless. <laughs> I think you've all deserved a little sit down. Come and enjoy the tractor seats. Tony gets snuggled in. So these are all the herbs that we got today. So you yeah. can add these to your cocktails. You've got somewhere to sit. Tony did emphasise the point you made. You're quite particular, so I'll let you place the keys. <laughs> oh, wherever I want yeah. to place the keys. OK. <laughs> Danny, you should be really, really proud because I think that's a happy reaction, isn't it? Oh my god, yeah, these are happy tears. I never have to make the lawn ever again. Oh. Where is that positivity bell? Because I'm really needing it right now. <clears throat> Not going to dwell on it. It doesn't matter. It just it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This is just like gorgeous. It does matter. I love it. I just like love all the colours. If I was going to choose a colour. It would definitely be red, white and green, and that's kind of like I can see lots of all of them. Really? I think you've all done very well. I think you should all be very proud. And Zoe, I hope you enjoy your instant garden. Oh, I know. Thank you so much.
That's right, my pleasure. <laughs> Thank Absolute you. Pleasure. <laughs> so Danny has worked a minor miracle and transformed Zoe's garden into a stress-free social oasis in just one day. A place to party that and relax amazing. in No, that is amazing though. Come on. Let's ignore the elephant in the room. <clears throat> but that is awesome. In one day. All of that in one day. Come on. And there, everyone, you have the best of week. What are we on now? Seven? Week seven? Wow. Of the year. This year is flying by, but I'm absolutely loving it. Absolutely loving the show. I hope you are as well. Let me know on the social medias. I love hearing from you on the emails. If you've got an email, drop me an email at lee at skinjingunner.co.uk. Everyone, we've got some great interviews coming up over the next week. We really, I mean, that was Lewis was wicked, right? Big up Lewis for being part of the show. Big up. We're definitely going to have to get him back on at some point. I cannot wait um, to hopefully meet up with him in the future. We're going to have some good chats, I think. Really good. Really interesting opening it up. There is a link to that Minister of uh, Horticulture uh, in the comments right now. So if you want to go and sign that, then please do uh, jump on board that campaign. But I think we really opened up a conversation. I don't think it's the last time we would have talked about this on this show. I think we will bring it back up uh, in a couple of weeks' time, I reckon, um, because I feel like it's an important thing. It is an important thing. And it opened up a lot of questions. So um, thanks, Lewis, for coming on. Absolute pleasure. I hope you enjoyed the show tonight, everyone. Like I say, if you want to watch, we are live every Monday to Friday, 8 till 9. We go over sometimes, 8 till 9. Uh, if you want to see the best of, then it's on Fridays. Or if you want to listen, it's on, as you know, Sundays. Um, there you go. Best of the best, peeps. Best of the best. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I know I always do. And uh, if you want to get all the book, some of you, if you want to get, here's a tip, right? If you want to get hold of the book, if you're in the UK, go onto my link for lockdown free. It's a tenner. Um, but I think it puts a little bit of postage. If you want to get it outside of the UK, go to Amazon because the postage is cheaper on Amazon. Just a tip. All right. So if you're watching from outside the UK, listen to outside the UK, Amazon is the place to go. I can't actually believe it's been a whole year since we launched this book. I'm so proud of it, as I, I think you've listened in today's show. Um, and I want to thank you guys for your support on it. I really appreciate it. Everyone has already got one. I know I bang on about it a lot, but I'm just so proud. I just want to get it out of there, get people to know about it. So um, see there. And if you can print it for a penny get in touch <laughs> right thanks so much everyone much love look after yourself look after your family most of all well actually just look after your family at the moment team and that god much love Basilia Basilia or Pacilia you just read it off the... <laughs> yeah oh I'm on oh, I can't hear you on <laughs> I've done something wrong with the thing Anyway, elephant poo is what I got. Good evening, Lee. How are you? Great, mate. Your 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 signal is always terrible, but I'm good, my friend. Excuse me. Excuse me. You got an allotment? When I go, don't put artificial compost on top of me, all right? You gotta get composted, Lee. Yeah.
<laughs> hey, advert Lee here. Enjoyed the show? Good. You can listen to the best of episodes on the podcast every Sunday. That's right. Lee uploads it every Sunday. The best of podcast. So get out of bed, grab yourself a cuppa, and pop in the headphones, and you can listen to the best of the week. Or we have some absolute corkers. Go give it a listen. But from me, Advert Lee, and from Lee, see you next time. Bye-bye. This is a Sydney Gainer Gardener. Who said that?